Or as you'd think we'd be more polished than this, but <laughs> we're not. I thought last time was a fluke, but now I realize <laughs> there's a pattern here. Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are two morons who only know what they read in the New York Post, Martin and Brady. Nick, I've tried everything. The embassy, the German government, the consulate. I even talked to the UN ambassador. It's no use. I just can't bring my wife to orgasm. Robin of Loxley, I've just come from Maid Marian, the woman whose heart you've stolen. You prince of thieves, you. I knew her parents before they were taken in the plague. Lord and Lady Bagel. You know, you two were made for each other. I mean, what a combination. Loxley and Bagel. They can't miss. This week, we decided to run it back with an encore of sorts. We brought back a res to continue our conversation from last week with two movies we brought up on the pod. We needed to laugh and we needed some continuity, so we watched two spoofs from two different sources from two different decades. Top Secret from 1984, and Robin Hood Men in Tights from 1993, both of which led to the same end result. Hilarity. Did it, though? <laughs> we, were, these, were these amazing comedies? Well, I didn't, I didn't hear him say that. Uh, Martin, I think you, you, well, you got a question, though, and I think it's a valid one. I think we, uh, we need to air it for the masses. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, what, what do you call these kinds of movies? Who's, who's, who wants to I take think it first? Are, are they spoofs? Are they parodies? I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that these have to qualify as spoofs, right? Because I think I feel like a parody is isolated to one subject, and then I guess it's not. I guess it would be sillier than a satire, but not as goofy as a spoof. <laughs> I feel like we need to hear from our esteemed guest. I, 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 it's definitely a spoof, but I don't know that it's not a parody. <laughs> well, who's got who's got uh, like definitions I, on these things? <laughs> you, you guys, I wanna. I, I, I did the, uh, you know, how he started a term paper here. Like according to the dictionary, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> Webster's. It's how you start the uh, the best man speech, or it's usually the maid of honor. Actually, it's like. Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> um, partnership as. So I did do spoof versus parody in the uh, the trusted Google. Um, said according to study dot com, which is apparently a thing, uh, parody uses humor to imitate a specific work and is often mistaken for a spoof, which instead employs humor to imitate a general a general genre rather than a specific work. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I I think I get that. I get the differences. So these are. I think Jelani's spot are on both in what he said. So if so, is is Robin Hood Men in Tights um, parody parody parodying Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, yeah. or is it spoofing the entire genre of all Robin Hood? Yeah. Everything. That's. I mean, that's a great question. That's a great. That's the correct question. Let's put it's it that way. Mel Brooks. Um, and, he, did, he, found, he is. Yeah, and I think he's also kind of spoofing himself, though. Right. So it's a spoof of all, all parodies. <laughs> yeah, it's a spoof of of all the things, right? Like it's a combination of 
the Robin Hood like theme. It's a combination of like these types of movies. I right, think, but that would make it both. It, 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 by definition, it's a both because it is a specific work, also yeah. imitating a general a general genre. So while it's often mistaken for each other, I think that example and probably intentionally by Mel Brooks is using a parody to spoof the genre, right? Yes. You had me at spoof. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with it. Don't yeah, fact that check sounds, us. That sounds good. I think we, I think we figured it out. Um, but to, and to my question when we said end result hilarity, like, I, I don't know. These weren't, these weren't the best movies, the best comedies I've seen. No, they were And I've never seen, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen um, Robin Hood Men in Tights all the way through. So this is my, my first time. I'm probably the only I've one. I've never right, seen that, Top that, Secret. You never seen Top Secret? Any uh, okay. anyone else? Oh, I've seen them both. I've seen them both. I, Robin Hood's definitely top comedy for me. Still, um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be the um, <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean, I, there's definitely a sentimental you know aspect to it. So um, I, I envy you. Yeah, it's, Mel, it's 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 Mel Brooks. I mean, like, it, it, what's not to like? It's the same if you like any of his well, other movies. Like, liking I get all of that, his movies, you know, maybe in this genre. And it's, <laughs> All of his other movies, <laughs> just not this one. Oh, I think it's. I think it's. Is, is it the weakest link or no? You don't think. What do you think, Russ? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to do a little side by side. I mean, the producers, of the movie is not as good. Like the concept is is wonderful, but sort of doesn't do it justice to what I think the story is. Um, but. Uh, I don't know if this is worse. I have to like do a a, a little bit of analysis there, but well, I've always been partial to it. Maybe because I like Carrie Elway's, or I just like the story. And Dave Chappelle's sort of first, you know, breakout role, his first feature film. Yeah, I had no and idea so, he was I, in. Yeah. He was in it, and I was I was definitely expecting more. I mean, it, I think it's before Dave Chappelle was. Oh yeah, it was his, literally his whatever, first movie, his persona. Yeah, I mean, so he was just he was just trying to trying to to, to fill, fill the role. It would have been much more. It would have been much better if, if had had he already had he already been known for being Dave Chappelle in, in the in this role. Then he, then it could have been it could have been a lot bigger. But yeah, I mean, I, I get that you got you know you got to start somewhere. Um, and then but there's big. great there's great characters. There's great lines. Like I loved Blinken. Just from yeah. you know the second they introduce him, and he's like, "Master Robin, you've lost your arms in battle, but you've grown some pretty nice boobs." <laughs> and yes, I I do remember kids like in in grade school like quoting this and talking about this movie, and I just never saw it um, back in '93, so I, I probably missed out, and I probably would have a much more fond uh, recollection of it had you know had I seen it back then. It, it might even be the first. So it might be the first. Uh, Mel Brooks movie that I really got into like maybe I saw Spaceballs before yeah um, I'm guessing I had but I think I probably saw uh, Men in Tights more often yeah. maybe it was just on TV more or something else so yeah I have fondness there yeah I get that because for me Spaceballs is the, is the one yeah I love I love Spaceballs and, and I didn't watch History of the World part one until uh, until later in life but I also love that I think that one is, is very funny and then of course Young, young Frankenstein um, is great so I that was one of the things that I guess I kind of was re- reflecting on and thinking about was I loved this movie at 14 and 15. I, I loved it. I saw it a ton. Like, I should have the nostalgia that Erez does as well. Like, I 
it's there. I I found it. I wonder if I just as a forty year old don't find some of those things as funny as I did as a fifteen year old, and wondering like even though I did watch this type of movie with like my dad at the time, if he found that like some of those jokes I feel like are just more hitting at a certain wheelhouse and whether you're are they still funny if they're funny to Erez that's great I think for me I still appreciated some of them and laughed definitely at a couple of them but I some of them I'm just like I don't know there's just a lot a lot of funny has happened between then and now and I think it just hasn't that this isn't really kept up with with I guess where I'm at or where I think some of the jokes where jokes comedy is gone yeah I think for me as I was watching these I felt like this might have been the downside of like Mel's career. <laughs> like maybe we're just hitting a lull. Like cuz now you think about, you know, like Martin said, you have History of the World Part 1, which I came to later, which is hilarious. Never seen that either. Blazing Saddles. Oh, Blazing Saddles and History of the World. Awesome. There's a callbacks to it. That's probably one of the callbacks you didn't get was from History of the World Part 1. But Blazing Saddles is an all-timer. Uh, Spaceballs might be one of his best. Um, As you said, Martin, Young Frankenstein. Same with um, Top Secret that we're (laughs) going to talk about. I love that you said it right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Top Secret is the, the Zuckers and Abrams, Jim Abrams. And, you know, I knew them from Airplane. So, like, that is, like, their top. I mean... I actually thought maybe we should do airplane and spaceballs just to follow this up because you see like some of the the better you know when they're throwing the high heat like right and 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 it could be just some of the repetition with those two right like I was trying as I was watching and getting into Top Secret too I'm I, I'm I was wondering that I'm like is it just because I've seen airplane so many more and and, there's, and you, those lines get repeated so many more times that you that you laugh at them. Um, more because it's just, it's just part of your part of your like me- part of your mem- your memory. You know, it's like it's it's in there. It's in the collective memory of of, of everyone that's that's seen these movies because they're more popular. Or or are they just better movies? I I think they're better movies. I think they're mm-hmm. the I think the the jokes are are better. I think they are and too. And that's why they're and that's why they're more popular, right? That's yeah. why they stick. That's why they hold out. That's why you hear everybody reference them. You know, like surely you can't be serious. <laughs> And it's just because that, that's a good joke. Call me Shirley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is, I, that, a, is that a little but, bit like, like, I mean, Leslie Nielsen, right? Yeah. He was a known entity, and this is Val Kilmer's first feature, and so you know, it also wasn't going to get the same level of, you know, that reach that same level of popularity, just probably on that alone. I think also, like, you have to kind of figure like where it was in the time, and as people were like coming onto this, like. Leslie Nielsen wasn't a thing like that was his he was a dramatic actor and then they put him in a comedy and then he took off and became a comedic actor yeah I mean let's talk about Top Secret because I remember watching Top Secret a ton uh, because it was it was a WPWR afternoon special yeah <laughs> when I was growing 50. up <laughs> power 50 um, that's a that's a Midwest so he, thing that's a Chicago thing right. Chicago Chicago <laughs> radius uh, TV we station had, we had our own yeah yeah and it came on at like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, like when there was no football to watch or something like that. You're just like, yeah, we're going to watch this. Um, and you know, the things that like made me laugh, like thinking back about it were, uh, when she's remembering being on the, 
the deserted island and he builds the house with the garage door and <laughs> i was like yeah. oh yeah that's silly that's stupid but well do you know that what was that's funny a, to me. A, a parody of yeah blue lagoon blue lagoon yeah 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 with brooke nice, shields nice. brooke shields that's right a young brooke shields <laughs> so i i right out of the gate not having seen that but not having seen top secret uh i know we kind of touched on it last week and especially the val kilmer uh connection uh he was you know this you know coming in completely fresh seeing him right out of the gate as like this you know mu- music icon <laughs> you know uh from america that skeet surfing feels like it was uh, ahead of its time <laughs> <laughs> it does skeet skeet didn't have the same meaning it did back then as it does now right <laughs> Not at all. i just th- i Not just think all. shooting on a surfboard i give it give it a year or two i think that's that's going to be a, a trend <laughs> X That'll Games? be a TikTok. X Games 2024? No, it'll be on TikTok here. Give it a, someone just needs to rediscover this movie, and they, you'll have people shooting guns on surfboards. I will guarantee that. I I, I did really appreciate that as sort of the, the intro with all the credits uh, <laughs> running. So I thought it, thought it was made for a good intro. I, I agree. I thought I thought it was uh, I thought that was funny. And um and he sings all the songs. So yeah, he's 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 really uh he's a triple threat here. He can dance. Erez and I told he you, sing, he's he the man. Act. He's the man. You guys, you guys are right. This uh, and I, I'd seen this movie before, but I, I did not realize or I forgot that it was his first his first movie. And and yeah, he's you know he's he's good. He's very funny. Um, you you kind of see the goofiness c- carry on in in um, uh, Real Genius, which which again I I love. And then he he tries to. You know, you kind of look at his career and 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 some of the silliness that is in is in Willow as well, right? So we saw we saw some of that, but he also takes on that that larger than life, uh, Mad Mardigan, greatest swordsman alive, um, in, in in that movie and and in in Top Gun, uh, obviously, to, you know, is a is a is a much different character. There's no no zero silliness, zero fun in that role. But but yeah, he it's good to see that like. Uh, a, a good-looking actor like that can start off being just being silly, uh, and I, I, I like seeing that. I like when 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 sometimes these handsome male actors like decide to go silly. Like I, we, we always talk about Paul Rudd, you know, Paul Rudd too. He definitely could have been the leading man earlier, but he's like, no, I want to be goofy and do Anchorman with my buddies. So I'm a, a big Simpsons fan, and you know, yes. I, I think not Top Secret, not alone here, but this these type of movies that have. There's definitely similar humor, but they also have a lot of the the freeze frames and the you know the things that are written. So at the beginning, it had uh, you know the big whatever whichever show it was, and it had his name you know featuring Nick Rivers, and there was like also Stevie Wonder, and if there's time, Frank Sinatra. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the marquee gags, <laughs> those are the right? silly gags. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate a lot of those little sight gags and the silly ones like. When they're at the train station and they they stop and then the train station moves and the train just sits there. That was a good one. <laughs> was I did yeah. I miss something? I'm sure from uh, as long as it was why there was a person hopping like a tree that was moving. I was I was a little. I think that was just like the continuation of that joke. Like so, the train station's moving. That's the what train, I kind of thought, but then, then I was just like, I didn't know and if then I was he's jumping something. on a tree. No, I, I had the same thought. Like I, I think it was just like, uh, how silly can you take okay. this 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 kind yeah. of joke? Right, like now the tree is the train. Or yeah, something. I, I was like, oh, that, that one caught my eye. <laughs> I mean, and there, were, I mean, it was it was all silly. The whole movie, one just like the visual one. She's like, 
She's like, yeah, I know a little German. And then she like waves. <laughs> like he's like emphatically waving to her. It's German. almost like yeah. you want. You almost want to like predict. You know, having seen so many of these movies, you always want almost want to predict like what the jokes are going right. to be. Like, because every time they say something, it's like, oh, it's been it's been a minute. They're they're overdue for a for a sight gag or some kind of some kind well, of joke. And and then yeah, it's funny when you don't when you you don't see that one. Like that one's it's so it's so obvious. And, and then they do it, and you're like, I well, that, that one. so yeah, that reminded good. me of, and obviously the connections there of like the the spoof parodies that I watched a lot of were the Naked Guns. We kind of touched on Leslie Nielsen and that a little German like that's continues straight through all of those like that's exactly what was a joke you know in the naked gun uh trilogy and i think the same would probably go for like the hot shots movies that also are connected with the uh, with abrams and the and zucker um and so yeah that joke and there were others and it was just like oh yeah so i could i could marry some of those things together and say okay like those things never stopped making some of these people laugh you know like <laughs> and to martin's point you could just you could if you were listening and paying attention you could you could definitely call it out because all, even without seeing this movie having seen some of their other works it's like oh yeah right up their alley and the little german was exactly that i like when they were going through all the french characters and it just kept going like that that's a again there's there's something about and the simpsons do this too they're almost it's like the rule of threes or whatever right like you almost and an snl like they they take a joke and they almost like beat it into the ground but this one i think worked and it got it only got funnier you know they start out saying like oh here's mignonette or whatever escargot and then they just kept going Sacre with the names blue. Yeah. deja vu yeah. <laughs> deja vu i think i've seen you before uh but then when they were just like running around and and you know yeah they said like suck sucker blue and then Another guy goes a cordon bleu. Another guy's like Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> and I was just, it just kept getting funnier to me because uh, it's like you think they're they run out of like common French words and they're like, nope, there's plenty, <laughs> there's plenty in the tank. Yeah, and I mean that, that is like a, a little bit of a different, you know, it's not the same hit you over the head like, oh, he's just a little horse, you know, a little German, like those kinds of jokes. But the the one maybe it's one of my favorites, and it's such a small one and probably because I'm Jewish, but like they're like, oh yeah, the the bomb, they're gonna deliver it on Sunday, and they're like. <gasps> That's Simchas Torah, and like, and then like three minutes later, whatever somebody else says, like it's Sunday, and then like the French guy ran, like, oh no, oh no, that's Simchas Torah. <laughs> I like the uh, the shootout when they're having the shootout uh, at the hideout, and everybody's breaking the glass, <laughs> and like uh, the one guy has all the panes already broken, so he has to find the one that isn't broken and breaks it out, <laughs> and then Nick Rivers is playing tic tac toe with the guy and. <laughs> The other guy can't break his glasses. Is just like rock solid. It's breaking everything else. And then he takes like he takes a cannon. How many ways can you make a joke about uh, gla- breaking glass? But they seem to manage to continue to find ways. Right, and they fit them all in. Um, I, I I also thought about it like not to to get too far away from the the comedy, um, but it's actually pretty interesting to think like this movie was made. What, what year 84. was it? Eighty four. Like this is you know yeah. East Germany was. A real place right like this happened while this world existed <laughs> and i looked at, like there weren't there aren't many comedies made about sort of like real world i don't want to say this was like a tragedy but kind of like a very not good thing like what's the the north korean uh the the dictator you know like there aren't many that and i was trying to come up with other examples 
Um, but it was pretty interesting to see, and I don't know, you know, at the time is like how people responded to that. If like people thought of it, you know, it, it right, clearly like, it has like a lot of political jokes. People. Exactly. But they were honestly, they were making fun of America more often than not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was pretty interesting and I tried to find other examples and none that came up, like even, you know, Dr. Strangelove and the producers obviously happened much later um, maybe Doctor Strangelove was probably actually closer to Cold War, and so yep. it was a little bit, uh, you know, in, in real time. But I thought it was pretty interesting to see this uh, parody. Then I love, I love Doctor Strangelove, and I, I, I really want to at some point try to get Brady to watch it. But the black and white, and you know, not great, probably production value is good. It might, might not get him, but it's, it's well, it's. I think it's a, a must see for any, uh, any fan of. Of movies in general, <laughs> but like anything that's like kind of uh, like parodies, like we're talking about, or any anything that's like a sat. It's more. It's yeah, more I was going to say, isn't like, it more of satire. a satire though? Yeah, it's a yes <laughs> to to round out another category. Yeah, it's probably like <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the like the first or one of the first and best uh, examples of satire in film. I think so. The yeah. the uh, bit or subject that I was not. Uh, was not prepared for uh was the anal intruder <laughs> did not remember that <laughs> that also seemed a, a bit uh a, a bit awesome for 1984 that, it just, you know? exactly <laughs> i was just like holy shit this is like this is a thing and this is happening i was just i was not ready for that it took a uh it took a turn <laughs> and they well, kept at I mean, it it's, it's funny yeah <laughs> right yeah, it's so much so that he died. <laughs> <laughs> died from over from overuse. I mean, just, it's just funny how he's like, "Oh, you're gonna be fine, Nick." And he's like walking, walking away with the box, like he just could he couldn't get out of the room fast enough <laughs> to go use it. But yes, yeah, so I love that uh, that that's what he gives him when uh, when he says the the line that I used in the intro that he couldn't bring his yeah. wife to orgasm, which is funny enough because um, when I was uh, when I was in college. When I was at the University of Iowa with these with these two guys. Uh, I was on. Uh, I, was, I had a radio show, and one of the one of the promos that kept playing over and over was that quote over like some song, and I never knew what it was from, but I've heard that quote so many times because I would always play that like stinger, and they were like K R U I Radio Iowa City, uh, but it was just it was it was. Fun. And then I when I finally saw the movie, I'm like, oh, that's where it's from. Okay, it's a top secret reference. <laughs> <laughs> a deep pull but oh man i was like whoa yeah it was that was I mean, it was funny they uh they did a great job with it but i was again it kind of it it felt like a little forward thinking for 1984 to be uh to be talking about that it the way they did so and then my one of my favorite things i, I didn't remember about it at all either was when he had the the nightmare of being back in school uh, and you know, not knowing where the final was, like I have that exact. You know, I know everyone does. I know everyone has some type of back in school nightmare. But mine's almost exactly like him. Like he asks somebody where the where the final is, and they're like, "You haven't been to class at all." Um, and then he wakes up. He's getting whipped, and he's like, "Oh, thank God, it was just a dream." Like I think that that's really that's good. That's uh, I haven't seen that done in in any other uh, any other way. But I think that's a that's a pretty spot on joke. The one thing that I noticed about this more than. I guess any of the other films is uh, how many people I didn't recognize in the movie <laughs> yeah. and how many like not, I mean, yes, there were a couple of big names and big names for the time, but like 
you know, you would think that a movie like this, especially with Val Kilmer being like the lead and being this his first film, like they'd surround him with, you know, bigger names that could, could help him carry the film. Biggest name? Omar yeah, Sharif. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, and like, I, I wonder what they paid him to, to get him in it. Cause yeah, he's a, he is a, and was at that time, probably, you know, a big actor. So they were just like, Hey, we got to get somebody that people recognize. <laughs> and they only used them very, you know, very limited. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm sure I can only imagine this is not a type of movie that had a big budget. This is, I mean, they, hence why they'd had a, found a, a Val Kilmer to, uh, you know, not, I mean, he could have easily gone to be nothing and uh you know he did but he did a good job and i do think it led to uh, you know martin like martin said uh, real genius shortly thereafter and then he took a you know his uh his cheekbones got him uh, top gun and then uh <laughs> from then from there was that the one two does that one two three for him uh there's like a tv movie in there but like i, I we kind of gloss over those but yeah Pretty uh, pretty impressive. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I don't know how high we really want to put Top Secret, but I mean, it was it definitely led. You know, it was a jumping off point, which is something to be said. But you know, but the, there was no there was no one. I mean, I was looking. I'm like, I I I'd heard, I knew of Omar Sharif, obviously, but I'm like, yeah, everyone else is d- did not take off after <laughs> their performance in Top Secret. Uh, there was one guy who got some steady work after this. Doctor Doctor Flamand. Did you guys recognize the actor? Maybe I didn't. Uh-huh. Michael Goff. Him. No. Who was it? Michael Goff, G-O-U-G-H, and uh, he would go on to become Alfred in the pre-Nolan Batmans. Also was in Batman Forever with... Kilmer? Val. Val Kilmer. Oh, I, I, I guess I didn't... I guess I must have undervalued the uh, pre-Nolan Alfred's role. <laughs> was he, So he was Alfred in, in what, f- those four or five movies? All four of them. All four, wow. You know, I... I haven't. I've seen Batman Forever, but I, I feel like it's been forever. Val, it's been, it's do you think forever. he got? Do you think he got Val Kilmer the role? I mean, it's a good. It's <laughs> nice. a good possibility. Put in a word, but, it, but in put the word was Schumacher word. and said, "Hey, that's a good, I, I got a guy." A joke. They're like, "Who? Who could? Who can we ask about someone we can cast as the lead in Batman?" Like, what? Well, what about him? He's been around. Maybe he's, maybe he's got a connection. Alfred, Gamond, whatever, Goff. <laughs> Alfred, who do you want? Who do you want? <laughs> Did you see their chemistry in the Dusseldorf jail or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Flugenhof jail. Uh, speak his tunnel. Speaking of uh, the jail, I thought it was. Fu- I just laughed because it was. I thought it was funny that there was a headshot of Cher on his wall. Uh, I just thought that was funny, but it what unbeknownst to. Uh, me and maybe plenty is uh he was dating Cher at the time <laughs> who was yeah. Val Kilmer mm-hmm. <laughs> not Alfred not not Jason <laughs> not Jared Goff's grandpa no <laughs> um no I didn't yeah. I didn't know that's so, why I was like I laughed at it just being Cher but it, it was extra funny to find out that uh it was that there was actually another connection or another reason for it to be funny but it's also funny he's dating her when he's kind right. of nobody, right? Like, this is his first yeah, movie. She, she caught those cheekbones, um, too. Did Kilmer get a raw deal on the script, or was he just not the right <laughs> I casting don't think, for Batman? Oh, for Batman. I thought you meant this. I was like, yeah. I don't think he was going to argue no. with the first movie he could get in. 
<laughs> no, no. You can get. I don't That's know. That's what I was saying. Like I, I didn't, I hadn't seen it in forever, so I don't know. Maybe he wasn't as bad as as I remember. But like, I think it was just a we bad might need movie. Uh, we might need to do the pre Batman's. We gotta, we're gonna have to oh, the pre Nolans down the road. We're gonna have to. I, I want to do a whole Tim Burton run and get into Pee Wee's Big Adventure, like we, like we talked about last week. Uh, I definitely got to show my kids that, and then maybe we'll do, uh, yeah, do the, do the t- first two, um, Tim Burton Batman's. They're dark. They're really dark. Yeah, I so I was a I've always been a big Batman fan, and I don't know if he was a bad Batman. I think the the movies the script was probably not great, and I think they were trying to play a lot on Jim Carrey being the Riddler. Yeah, like they leaned on that hard, so it was kind of like whoever is going to be Batman was definitely going to be second fiddle, and then they threw Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, which mistake. Yeah, (laughs) you know. It's not. That's not Tommy Lee Jones's forte. Everyone but. saw the fugitive, and they're like, "We should just make this guy and put this guy in everything." And in hindsight, maybe he just should have been the fugitive, and maybe U.S. Marshals. <laughs> and then they're like, "All right, cool. You you found your spot." Should have been best supporting actor <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, and that's all in one movie. And then that's it. That's all we need from him. <laughs> Did you guys like the underwater fight scene? I thought it was kind of impressive. It's, uh, yeah, it could have been easy. I mean, good on them. Like how did they do it? Did they have like were they weighing them down or they, they were in a pool? And then uh, I just I just I found it kind of uh, slow, yeah, kind of funny, kind of impressive that they do it. It was it was slow. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole bar down there though. Like. I mean, again, just taking taking just adding on to that to, to that level, just like with the miniature, right? Like okay, so he makes an X, and then all of a sudden he has the whole uh, whole castle and the fence and like a, a perfect miniature of the castle they're about to or the jail they're about to break into but, but yeah i just i was just i i think i was thinking it was the yeah best best underwater fight scene ever but i couldn't really name another is there another <laughs> um big, big production underwater I'm sure, fight scene? uh whatever jason momoa's merman movie was uh oh aquaman oh right aquaman. <laughs> aquaman. probably that's not that's not cg that's my oh well, here now you're throwing qualifiers <laughs> actually uses uses a tank <laughs> but I yeah we t- I mean we kind of you you asked the question like we if you listen I think to us the last twenty minutes like I think we all found some humor for sure in there and I was more than I probably thought I was going to um, it was you know I, I when I rented it uh, on YouTube TV it was like SD or HD and I'm like I mean is there such a thing as HD for a 1984 movie like is it what's what will be the do- the difference for a dollar so I, <laughs> I, what 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 are you getting there? Like it's it is what it is, right? Like there's no way to make that somehow crystal clear. Am I wrong? No, no. It's the fake blood looks a little little more real. I like to me. I think with Top Secret, it's even now, you know, after all these years, and even if I was watching it for the first time, it's like kind of what's not to like, right? It's like kind of like a fun story, you know, like a you know. The, the hero, this sort of whatever Elvisy, but it's a little bit set in a, a different time and it's a mystery and adventure and there's a little romance and all this kind of stuff and then there's just jokes every two seconds and most of them are not grown-worthy jokes. Not all of them land on our like laugh out loud, but I think they still, for the most part, deliver and some of them are they're like, yeah, that, whatever, it's so silly, the li- little German, but I... I <laughs> enjoy it that's a that's a fair, pretty fair spot-on assessment I think. um and and the, the other line that i saw was um <laughs> he's like it seems you have become how do you say indispensable <laughs> indispensable 
Yeah, that one got it. That one got an out loud chuckle for me too. Yep. And what are the odds that there are two 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 movies we watched this week with a character named Latrine? Well, I mean, right? I would say the two in movie history. I feel, I feel right. pretty good about that. Well, it, it used to be it used to be shit house. <laughs> they changed it last minute uh, in the script. It's a good change. Yeah. So the second movie that we watched uh, to continue the spoof slash parody slash satire theme was Robin Hood Men in Tights from 1993. Uh, Mel Brooks, again, I think we kind of led off with Mel Brooks being a a master at the spoof game. This one, like we said, had some nostalgia plays, but there were parts where I was just like, mm, this isn't hitting. <laughs> It's not landing like it used to. That's what I. That's kind of what I think. I don't disagree with what Eris said either. Like, I agree with you. Blinken still gets me. I remember Blinken. I remember Achu. But like, even that's like, it's all right. Yeah, I, I. You know, I feel like I laughed a lot harder at that at fifteen than I did. I, you know, I'm still laughing at Achu and then a Jew <laughs> here. Like, it still <laughs> gets me every time. Um, yeah, I'm definitely partial to this. I actually remember it too, so I didn't get to rewatch it um, this week, but I watched it a few years ago. My wife and I actually dressed up for Halloween. This is five years ago now as Robin Hood and, and Maid Marian, but the we had a little bit of a twist because my wife was pregnant at the time with our first, and so I had like a the the chastity belt with like a broken lock <laughs> on it, and she had like the bump out. That's good. That's like, pretty uh, good. Just trying to do some little. Well cute. done. I feel like that might not have hit everybody. But I like it. Yeah, yeah, not not where we were. Um, but I, I like I, my Halloween costume is like if ten percent get it, they appreciate it so much generally because they know ninety percent don't yeah. that it's worth it. I like that. The other thing, and you know what, I, because I didn't get to watch it, somebody had told me a friend from high school. I remember was also a big fan of Men in Tights, and he had a theory, and maybe it's not proven out if you go and actually watch it that Blinken isn't actually blind, but his glasses are darkened. And so that one scene where he falls off the tree and he's like, his glasses come off and he's like, I can see. And then he puts them back on and walks into the tree and they go, nope, I was wrong. Oh, that's interesting. And so, yeah, maybe the whole time he can actually see, he just is wearing dark, dark <laughs> I loved. Uh, I loved the... Take off the sunglasses at night, Corey Hart. <laughs> I loved the... Uh the braille playboy uh <laughs> it was uh it was a nice nice touch pun intended uh but yeah i mean there were those things were funny and there I, there was a lot more that i remember or didn't know that i remembered i think we kind of touched on this last week uh even watching willow there were just every also off at like i when the scene was happening i'm like i don't i couldn't if you add, if you paused it and said what's going to happen next, I wouldn't have got it right. But then they like start uh, towing away the castle, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I remember. And I'm like, and there's going to be somebody in there. Oh, it's blinking, right? I'm like, all of it's up there. It's in my brain. It's just, it's you know, in the dark depths now, and uh, it had to be pulled out. But well, I, I just, I, I think, and then maybe it's just because, like we said, I, I like space or i saw space balls when i was a kid so it's one of my favorites but like things like breaking the fourth wall when they, when they stop and they're like oh wh what part are we uh they pull out the yeah. script like oh does he does he come yeah. back you know like 
yes, that's a that's a Mel Brooks thing that he did, but he did way better in Spaceballs. You know, when they're on they're looking on the screen, they're like, no, we're winding the tape back. They're like, what part of the movie are we in now? You know, like that whole scene I think is just masterful in Spaceballs. And here it's like, oh yeah, okay, they they kind of do it again. They they pull out the script and, and they they check things like that or look into the camera kind of a stuff. Actually, I like when they did it in Top Secret when they when they both looked into the camera. They're like, we're just in a bad we're just in a bad movie. <laughs> and then do you remember over. Do you remember the line that precedes that? Uh, yeah, read it to us. It's a it's a good one. In, I, I don't have the the whole one here. Um, oh, I'll, I'll pull it up it in a second if you if you have it. Um, read it out. But I I was gonna say I used this actually last week when we were talking about Princess Bride. Like one of my barometers right or wrong on how like good a movie is i don't know like the comedy is really like high quality and this is like space balls versus um men in tights is my my mom or my parents would still really appreciate space balls like they'll still rank that as a really high one but they probably wouldn't say the same about men in tights if they've even seen it they would see it and like maybe they'd laugh at some but they'd be like eh, like childish humor to more of it versus space balls they would elevate to like that's a special mel brooks yeah sort of like top caliber so i think that's very fair to um i don't know that that's one of my um framings for like eh, all right i love it but it's probably unbiased you know and i appreciate some of the more like childish humor because I, I loved it as a kid yeah so i got the line so it's listen to me hillary I'm not the first guy who fell in love with a woman that he met at a restaurant who turned out to be the daughter of a kidnapped scientist only to lose her to her childhood lover who she, who she last saw on a deserted island who then turned out 15 years later to be the leader of the French underground. It all sounds like a bad movie. And then they, they look at the camera. I enjoyed some of the, the actors that Mel Brooks brought back, specifically Dom DeLuise. I thought his scene, that was my laugh out loud His Brando-esque... <laughs> <laughs> his Brando-esque per- performance, and then when he's talking about uh, Eastwood, his guy, or oh, whatever, yeah. he's like, he can't talk. <laughs> Somebody cut out his tongue. He's like, well, why did he do that? And he's like, because he went, <laughs> he goes, hey, try this. <laughs> he goes, he can't do it. <laughs> yeah. That that didn't, it didn't land that much for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like when they said Don, that he was Don Giovanni, right? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Like when he, he came all the way from Jersey. <laughs> that's, that's good for the for the New Yorker in us. That, that should be a, that's a good joke too, right? Yeah. I, I I'm also always going to be partial to uh, Hey, I bet. I was just I almost said it. I was going to wait for Jelani to say Dick Van Patten. And I was going like, to Hey, I bet. I had to look it up. Like, do you guys know what that's like? Why what that is or why that Abbott and Costello? Or is it just funny? Well, that's what they said, but I also I, I looked it up and they said that Mel Brooks had he he had a TV show that was like a that was basically this. It was a Robin Hood spoof something TV show or something. Yeah, so, something like that. I, I forget what the name. I should have the name up, but you you can you can you can look it up while I talk. But basically, that that guy was Dick Van Patten was in it, and that I think that other guy was as well. And 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 he always wanted to be or he was Friar Tuck in it. It's some kind of it's another callback to a, a different Mel Brooks when, production, which which I thought was one of the highlights of of this movie too was all the yeah, it's, all the callbacks to other Mel Brooks things. It's um, uh which is which is when pretty things funny. were rotten was a show in seventy five yeah. and Dick Van Patten. He was Fry, Dick Van Patten was Friar Tuck in that. Yeah. Um but and, I didn't know the other part. Like, but I yeah the Abbott I think that's an Abbott Costello reference for the Hey Abbott, but maybe they played on it back then as well. Back then too, yeah, I think that's right. Yep. Dick Van Patten's also the dad in 
Spaceballs. He's the king. Correct, yeah. You know who Prince John in uh, the show was Ron Rifkin? Oh. Fun fact. Jelani. I was, I was actually for you. Oh, yeah, I know Ron Rifkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's our, uh, I, I think of him as, uh, as well, I think two the two movies that come to mind, I think, are The Negotiator and uh, Boiler Room. But I know there's some other movies he's probably Boiler a little Room. more known for. The Dad for. and Boiler Room. Yeah, The Dad sure. and Boiler Room, yeah. And then he's uh, one of the that's cops. What I, that's what I first thought of. In Negotiator. I think he's also an alias. Pretty heavily he is too. an alias, but I didn't watch that. Yeah. But it's it isn't as known for. Anyway, I didn't find funny the print uh, oh, the, the sheriff of Rottingham. Oh, you did it! Always like fumbling his words. I actually the, found that was one of the things I actually did still find pretty funny was him saying things out of order and then it very much being self-deprecating and then having to uh, having to uh, correct it. I don't know why. I feel like that dude. Just Reese, or I think is he just he's per, he was perfect, and maybe that that might have been enough of a nostalgia play for me that I still found it funny. Yeah, so I think it's the first time you, you liked something that I did. And I think I <laughs> I think this is what I might know Richard Lewis from. I'm not sure. I I knew who he was when I was younger, but like I don't think I really have a lot of Richard Lewis in my life. More Curb lately, but uh, <laughs> right. But uh, I feel like. This was something when I was younger. I'm like, oh, this was like exposure to Richard Lewis. I feel like he did a bunch of like Ocean Spray or tea commercials Ooh. back in the day too. <laughs> I was did did he do the Zima commercials or was that um, no, David Miller? It was, it was like Boku juice or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Was it the? That's what it was. The it big was a, juice boxes. Juice, the big juice boxes. The they big were adult, juice. They, were, they weren't like alcohol, but they were like adult juice boxes. And I remember we always used to make fun of it because he would he would just be talking the way he talks with his hands, and he would never take a drink of the thing. He would like go to start drinking, but then he wouldn't. Uh, yes, that's exactly what I know him from. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't even think about it until just now that you mentioned it. it You're just, right. Like, brought that back. Erez is right though. I I, I just googled it because I uh, he he did do Zima commercials. As well. He did Zima. Oh, oh look he at did that. As well. Uh, that always reminds me of The Simpsons. Oops. There's like a an episode where they're at the restaurant and, and uh, Patty or Selma or whatever starts smoking and somebody nearby, they're like, excuse me, I ordered a Zima, not an emphysema. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're a big Simpsons fan. Well, of course, you're, I mean, who who isn't? But did you, did you, when did you stop? Did you did you stop watching Simpsons or did you never stop? Um, no, no, I don't watch anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know when I get to like season twenty, but like even then I was like dropping off. I wasn't a consistent avid watcher. But I was going to when we lived in Brooklyn, they had a Simpsons classic Simpsons trivia uh, once a month, which was very. I think they actually do one in Chicago too. So it's only on seasons one through ten. It's very fun. I can get behind that. I thought I was going to be really good, and <laughs> I knew nothing compared to the people there. Nothing. <laughs> Martin was there. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know how good I'd be. I, I would. I would put Jelani. Uh, he might. He might be better than me. But I mean, there's there's stuff that you know that's just in there, and uh, I don't know. I don't study it. It just kind of becomes there from watching it so many times. So, yeah. Um, I, I saw a fun fact for Robin Hood. Hulk Hogan was offered the part of yeah. Little John. Uh, I saw that as down. well. It would have been a, a nice, uh, nice that would have been lineage good. to uh, honor the giant and uh, and Princess Bride. Oh yeah, maybe they'll remake it with uh, Batista. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I would be okay with that. Who, might, st- who might be our finest I, pro wrestler? I, I, I oh, stand no, by it. I stand by it. Batista is very underappreciated for a quality of actor. He's surprisingly he is, good. He, he is really good. Yeah, I like him in everything he does. 
Uh, did you guys catch the callbacks? I mean, the one was blatant, and I fault Mel, Gib- or Mel Gibson, Mel Brooks, for not making it better. But the Blazing Saddles callback could have been much better. They could have just said, "Hey, it worked before," and left it at that. You mean, right, yeah, instead of not saying it out, Dave Chappelle, yeah, like calling it out loud, yeah, yeah. And then uh, when Patrick Stewart comes back and kisses Maid Marian, he's like, "It's my right as the king." And Mel Brooks goes, "It's good to be the king." Yeah, and he looks over at the king. <laughs> yes, uh, that's that's the famous the famous line from that from yeah. History of the World, yeah. right? Yes, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, definitely didn't know that part. I was just thinking, Prima Nocta, Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I went. Which I felt like there was a Braveheart in uh as well in uh oh man, what's his name? Um in Little John Patrick Stewart? No, Little oh. John. I felt like it was almost like Amish. Uh you know, it was like his big uh big brute of a of a yeah. friend. You what, know, was Braveheart the same year? Uh maybe ninety three? No, I thought Braveheart was ninety five. Yeah, oh, it, it close. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, so it wouldn't have been an homage. But I had the, and it and it wasn't supposed to be. I just I had that's that popped into my mind as uh, as like this similar thing where it was like oh he had to like best the big man and then they end up like on the same team. Yeah. But Now where does where does Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, rank for you for you guys? Like I loved that movie as a, as a kid. I, I haven't it seen it since. For quite some time, um, it would be interesting to rewatch it because obviously, I think the most memorable thing about that movie is the Brian Adams song. Yes, yeah, um, <laughs> great song. <laughs> That's why Martin rewatched it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I don't know. Like I think yeah, I had an older sister who who watched it a, a bunch and lo- you know probably loved Kevin Costner and uh, what's his name uh, Will Scarlet in that movie was Christian Slater. So yeah, we just I just was on a bunch and and I yeah I don't think it's a it's a terrible movie. Um, I only I only like song. my Robin Hood in tights. Kevin Costner didn't wear <laughs> tights, so he's dead to me. And it's got um what's his name uh, Snape as uh oh Rickman, the sheriff Rickman yeah Alan Rickman yeah as a uh, as the sheriff of uh, Nottingham R so. R I P. Yeah, um, not Rottingham. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we uh, we didn't discuss one person um we've been discussing mel brooks a lot but we didn't talk about his character really um although brady you, you did the quote um of oh, the rabbi uh, yeah rabbi tuck uh-huh so you know i i think he's uh, a treasured character in the movie he's got a couple of lines it's pretty short but you know it's like oh we're you know robin hood and my merry man and fagos <laughs> <laughs> no no just mary <laughs> and, that was pretty funny um, I do, I do love Mel Brooks making the ca- the cameos in, in in his movies. Like he he is just he uh, delivers. He's just funny. Every time. As soon as yeah, as soon as he pops on screen, he you he just you just want to laugh. Um, so yes, I, I do appreciate Mel Brooks coming in. It's like Peter Berg cameos and then Mel Brooks cameos. It's like right there, That's so close. M Night Shyamalan. I was M. gonna M. wait. Shyamalan. Where does M Night fall? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, true. Below Hitchcock for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it he. The jokes about, like, they leaned into, you know, the whole tights thing. I mean, even to the point where they're, like, handing them out to the villagers and they're popping open the, like, egg, the legs, egg-shaped uh, containers. I thought that was such, like, a rant. Like, not dwelled on by any means. It's just there. Like, if you see it, hilarious. If you don't, whatever. You know, not crucial, not a crucial plot point. But, um, and then, you know, them just 
prancing around and dancing around. The song was great. It's so funny. Like I'm, I'm not a big music and movies guy, and I just found it really. I found it funny, and I still remember the words. Like that was another one that just like it came right out all of a sudden when they started performing. I was like, I know all this. I remember. Martin, I know you're a big fan of the uh, get the crew together, the the mount up scene, kind of like building the crew. But <laughs> what do you think about building the crew in this one, where they're all starting to train? Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of. Eh. I, I I didn't find I didn't find it very very. Yeah, I don't know that it was really anything. Like if there was a maybe more of like I mean I guess there was it was a montage right and they're trying yeah trying to use the bow and arrow but none of none of those sight gags like each person pulling back um, the bow and something different happening to it like nothing nothing was that great if there was maybe a song and it was a little bit more montagey I think it would have been it would have been funnier. Does Mel Brooks do any song montages? I'm trying to think of any. I don't know, the other no, but yeah. like that that's no probably not. A song so it's, it's more of a like South a Park. That's 80s. more of a South Park. Uh, you know, Team America. Well, I, I think back to another movie we we talked about. Um, what hot American summer, you know, when they do like the training, show me this new way. And he, they do that whole, like, that's my favorite spoofy montage, uh, in, in, in any movie, I think. So yeah, it's good. A songtage. <laughs> a songtage. Ooh, that's good. Copyright Trademark. that. Trademark. <laughs> it's gotta, Brady. It's gotta be a songtage. <laughs> <laughs> Why was Patrick Stewart Scottish? Uh, it's a Sean Connery knock from, from Robin Hood. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought, I thought Martin I loved that, that movie, but, you know, I apparently forgot something. Yeah, no, that's a great, <laughs> great call. Yeah. Yeah, so they really did lean into making, uh, like, making this a, a parody, parody yeah. of Prince of Prince of Thieves because they, call, I mean, they called it out by name. They did that. The English accent. And then they also, the English accent yeah. thing, yeah. So, oh, no. So there's they, a, that's a few references there. They, uh, they, they, they ripped it right, in, right into it. Um, no, yeah, that yeah. was definitely uh, the Scottish reasoning behind it. So, as always... Thanks for joining us again. Unlike some pods, we can speak in an English accent from time to time. Give us a follow on the social networks and subscribe where you listen. Thanks, and go to bed. 